Football Overdrive podcast brought to you by the Debbie Marketplace. My name is Fred Purdue. I'm here with my guy, Rick Brown. I know you guys have never heard of us a little bit, but I think we're going to be talking a little college football throughout the season. Uh, we're a new show brought to you by the Debbie Marketplace and DraftCountdown.com. Rick, we, we've had a little bit of – we've met here before. So let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Who are we? Who are we? Rick, you're the experienced guy. You're the you're the college football guy. I've been watching and reading your work uh, forever since I was a kid. So talk t- tell us a little bit about your college football experience. Oh my goodness! Here we go. As a Uh-oh. kid, young Padawan, this is how you're going to start this new show, this new adventure of trying to call me an old man. Is this where <laughs> we're going with this? We is this how we're going to do this? Yes, we're definitely okay. doing that. Okay, okay. Just say, just say I'm old enough, and I've been in the game long enough. When Miami used to win, how's that? Dang, you know what? You know what? Your former quarterback, uh, uh, Kirk Cousins. You like that? Yeah, I like that. I like that. Uh, but no, um, hey, what's happening, folks? Uh, Brown covered college, covered colleges full time for about ten years. Um sports in general for 25 plus uh, working either with newspapers or uh, websites, ESPN.com, where I cover the Bucks, uh, today's pigskin, uh, have a few podcasts, did a podcast with young Padawan Freddie P there uh, back in the day, IO Sports. And uh, it's good to be back um, doing something that we love. Definitely, definitely. Uh, as he said, we we kind of we hooked up for a little something back in the day. Uh, the Ion Sports podcast. We did a little college, a little NFL. Did good numbers. Did good numbers. Uh, so I said, let's let's go back and see if it if it works again. I am Fred Purdue. I am. I nowadays I, I've jumped back into into the podcast and the college football game, but before that. Uh, currently I'm a math teacher, but when I'm not doing a little bit of math, you know, you know, they love their analytics now. So, um, but before, uh, before I jumped into the math game, I covered college football for about seven years or so, uh, multiple websites, sports talk, Florida, my own site, uh, the heavy in the game sports works with my guy, Shane P Hallam. Shout out to him. Shout Uh, out. So worked with him, met him at the Senior Bowl back in 2011, 2012. Uh, that was Geno Smith and A.J. McCarron. Boy, that's been a long time. That's been a long time. Yo, that's been a long time. So, yeah, it's been a while, man. I've been covering college football, covering the NFL. I give my picks. I give my analysis. I'm the quarterback guy now. I'm the guy you talk to when you want to know who that quarterback is that you want on your team. And I'm really, really not wrong all the time anymore. I used to be quite wrong. And it, it was a, it, I was as wrong as these GMs are. So, um, yeah. So now I'm the quarterback guy. Usually we're talking quarterbacks, talking draft. I'm the guy to talk to. I go on various sites. You can find me on Twitter, Fred Purdue CFB. Let's get that out of the way real quick. Rick, where can we find you on Twitter? 
Uh, if you're not, uh, the, the simple way to find me is just at Rick Brown 91, or you could look up Free Agent Rick. Long story behind that. Hit me on Twitter. I'll tell you the story. Ooh, I'm gonna have to go back for a refresher, but I think I know. I think I know. Like I said, I've been I've been following your work, man. You kind of you're one of the people that one of about three people that made me want to get into this business. So you know, you're the OG in all of this one. Well, you know, young Padawan, we must always pass along knowledge to the younger generation so they can continue and do better. This is what I hope for you, young Padawan. Do better. But you're still on. Well, we'll get to that later. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. So let's get this out of the way. We have. I'm. I'm objective as objective can be. I will always be objective unless there's Florida State and Florida in the in the mix. I'm a Miami Hurricane fan through and through. I bleed orange and green. I am a Nick Saban apologist, but sometimes I'll call him out when he's wrong too. But I will always bleed orange and green. But I am not like one person who talks about. That team, you the uh, your rival team. I won't name his name, but um, Skip Bayless. Um, I won't name any names, but any other names. But I won't talk about my team so bad, so much uh, throughout this process. But I know you might like a little orange and green too, just not my orange and green. Uh yes, yes, yes. Uh, being along and being a two generation alumni of Florida A and M University the original orange and green Ooh. in the state of Florida. Um, yeah, that's the only orange and green that we should follow. But, hey, everyone makes mistakes. We won't hold that against them. And, uh, yeah, that's my college. If if you want to talk Power 5 football, I grew up a Maryland Terps fan. Ooh, Maryland Terps' biggest win was against the Miami Hurricanes, probably. They were down 31-3. Yeah. to three. And they came back and won 42-40. Hey, how about that? I watched that game. <laughs> that game there might have been that matchup might have happened a little before my time, but uh I remember one Stephen Morris and Duke Johnson. Actually, I'm pretty sure that was that was that game up in Maryland, Al Golden. I mean Fools I Golden. I, I remember that game. And I thank you, Al's Fools Golden. For going away thank you that was your going away party i appreciate it um but yeah that that was the matchup i remember it was a night game and it was it was awful we couldn't block a soul i don't want to remember that anymore we've moved on we're we're, we're two coaches beyond that now so we don't have to we can leave him in the past i don't like to talk they say miami hurricanes stay in the past that's the one part of my past i don't want to relive um, so why are we here why are we here rick we're here to talk college football give our picks and predictions typically this show will be in your inside your headphones for about 25 to 28 minutes twice a week we'll give you your, our picks predictions maybe talk a bit a little bit about some storylines and then we'll we'll we're going to be giving you guys a little twist to it so we have a college pick them uh you can follow the college football overdrive overdrive podcast on twitter uh, CFB Overdrive on Twitter. Uh, we'll so you can find that page, and we'll we'll drop a link there. You can go in and keep up with our picks because we're using the ESPN College Pick'em uh, group. We have a group here, so we're going to play against you, the host against the field. If the field can win, we'll send you a little prize. 
we'll send you a little prize. So go ahead and go sign up for that before the season starts. That's just something I wanted to add in. Uh, but we'll be picking our game picks will be there. We can't cheat. We can't, you know, change it at the last minute. What we have is what we have. You know, you have until game time to, to make your picks. I'm not changing after the show. Rick, I don't know. Do you, I mean, you're sometimes you have to be in the, you adjust in the moment. Uh, if an injury happens or anything, but I don't think we're changing too much, right? Nah, man. You put it in. You let it. You you let you just let it fly. Let the dice fly, man. Come on, man. If CJ Stroud gets hurt again the weekend before Michigan, I'm I'm changing. I'm just saying. I'm saying. Yeah, I uh, bet you would. I, that I, sounds yeah. like you. Yeah, I'd have yeah. to if I make that pick. I'm yeah, but that we'll yeah. we'll cross that bridge later. I don't think he's getting hurt. So. um <laughs> So when can you find us? You can catch us on Wednesdays and right after on Instant Reaction Sundays. So you'll get a little bit of college football to take you into your NFL Sunday weekends. I know college fans sometimes don't like the NFL, but we're avid NFL guys here. So we're going to get it in right before our NFL time, and then we'll meet you again on the following Wednesday. So you can expect basically two shows a week and a revolving door of that, and we'll, we'll go from there. Hey man, what what you got for us this week? Let's go. This is week zero. How did? Hey, before we get started, I know mm-hmm. we're on the time frame here, but where did they come up with this week zero? It there cannot be a week zero. It is no. It is. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make. You know, it, it may sound poppy, but think about it. Week zero. I mean, that means technically there's no week. It doesn't count, and these games do count. So it cannot technically be week zero. Just had to throw that out. Ran it, over. It's, it's as much. wonky as having the number zero running around on a football field. It looks so <laughs> weird to me. But, yeah, it is a weird thing. Week zero. Um, before we get into week zero, though, we have a couple storylines to talk about going coming from the offseason. So we're going to catch you up to speed. One of those things, Jimbo versus Saban. We had comments made throughout the offseason, Nick Saban saying that Jimbo Fisher basically paid for his massive recruiting class, um, NIL deals, and then we had coaches saying that players, the, 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 the people in the skyboxes are paying for you, so that didn't look good. Then we had we had uh, media days where we're best buddies again, but for about a two-week span, these two guys, we thought, I mean, this thing is looking like a really good WWE matchup right now. What are you thinking, man? I mean, this is crazy. Uh, I'm thinking that anytime you call out the GOAT of college football, they get, anytime you call out a GOAT period, they get a little, you know, they, they get a little stickly, you know, and, and, and Coach Saban doesn't like to be called out. And what, what, what's funny about this is that, you know, he, he was jumping all on Jimbo, but did, didn't Bryce, didn't Bryce pull in, like a hell of amount on, on on his NIL deal. He did before he ever started a game. He had one million dollars in his bank. <laughs> so so that I I really thought it was very hypocritical, um, but typical. And then and then as I guess someone got in his ear and he and he figured out that wow I didn't make much sense there. He started to backtrack a little bit. Well, no, I didn't say they they purchased everything purchased all their players you know it was all legal but come on you can't have it both ways Jimbo but it does set up I mean uh uh coach Saban Nick Nikolai Saban that's why I'm gonna call him Nikolai 
It sounds like some kind of Russian uh, <laughs> Star Trek, uh, some Klingon thing. But the thing is, it sets up October 8th very well, doesn't it? It, it, it just does. leading up to October 8th. So we, I, I can't wait to see that. That is my, that is one game that is marked on my calendar this year. Because and I it's the revenge to- tour. It's the revenge tour because they're the one team that made it a little hairy for them going into the playoffs last year. And Jimbo, I mean, Jimbo tends, he's the only guy that's actually beaten Saban of his other, uh, his coaching tree. I mean, Lane Kiffin hasn't done it. Um, Who else is in his coaching tree? Pruitt hasn't done it. And then, of course, at the end, Kirby Smart does it. But generally speaking, his guys on his coaching trees don't beat him. And that's a bit, it's a testament to, it's kind of like at the pro level, the, the master is, is just dominant over, over the student. So it's a very interesting storyline. I'm paying attention to it all the way, all the way around. They share a house, you know, a, a lake house or whatever for in, in the off season. So that's a, that's probably very interesting. How does that conversation go uh, behind closed doors? <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't want to be there. Oh, definitely let's, let's not. Put that way, I am sure. But but what did you think about all the mess? I thought it's it's very much um, for the TV cameras. I thought uh, Saban tends to get and as a the Saban apologist here. Uh, Saban tends to every time there's a new rule that challenges him, he's the get off my lawn old man. And it, it started with the RPOs and the running quarterbacks. Johnny Manziel beat him, and oh, my God, I can't handle RPOs, and I can't handle running quarterbacks. And guess what he goes and gets? A running quarterback. And then he starts running. The, he, he went from a run-based, power-run, old-school system that what you see at Georgia now, he was doing that back in the early 2000s when he got when in, like, 2009 to, like, 2013. He, that was what he was doing. And then it said, then he said, look, I can't win with defense only. So I got to go get me a quarterback. So he started experimenting with guys like Blake Sims. Are you running back converted to quarterback? Then he gets a Tua. Then he gets a Jalen Hurts. Now he has a Bryce Young, who was the number one running or uh, dual threat quarterback in the country a couple of years ago. So it's like, now you want to adapt to the rules. And he's usually one of those. We have, it usually goes like this. We really have a problem. Uh, and I'm I, and I'm paraphrasing from him, Coach. Don't get on me if you hear this. Don't get on me. I'm just I'm just going with what you say. This is a problem that we we really need to address. Address this, Cam Newton. We really need to address the lineman down the field, a yard or two down the field before with these RPOs. And then guess what? It it happens in recruiting. We can't deal with NILs. It's going to be a problem. We don't want to do it. We're starting to pay. Alabama has the resources. They may not have the resources that, you know, Miami has a billionaire or Oregon has a multi-billionaire, but they have the championship rings that everyone else doesn't have. They have the pedigree that everyone else doesn't have. They have the superstar coaching staff that no one else has. So they can kind of mitigate a lot of these problems. But Saban always has something to essentially cry about. And this is the latest thing. So. That's your man. Yeah, he's my he's my guy. He's been my guy since he was at good old Michigan State, following him around at LSU. He I dropped him for a while when he went to the Dolphins. You know, I can't do that. That's for my NFL crew. I'll leave that alone. And um and now he's at Alabama. And yeah, I, I'm an apologist for him. It is what it is. Uh but 
to talk about NIL, we we said and oh, and before we get to that, he actually called out uh one Deion Sanders for allegedly paying Travis Hunter, the number one player in the country. So there's that too. I mean, a small old HBCU at Jackson State, you know, paying millions of dollars, go figure, to a player who that- he does commercials with. <laughs> exactly. Quack, exactly. Quack, quack. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly i mean that's, that's which, which, which leads me to wonder mm-hmm. how much is this just uh show and tell let's just you know because because someone once told me that you know all publicity is good publicity so let's just let me just mark this out you know let me just say this about you coach and uh then uh jackson state will be in the news a little bit more might be, might be. Uh, I have my thoughts when it comes to good old Dion. I've seen some chinks in the armor and some things I don't like. But, I mean, it's good publicity from the number one guy, the GOAT, the real GOAT. He is the GOAT. We can't – there's no one else going to take that from him, I don't think. Uh, never say never, but I don't see anybody doing that. Um, but it is a good look. I just – now I want to see them two, those two teams play each other just for the the back and forth, just the the week coming into it. I want to see the back and forth from Dion and, 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 and the theme music. What's the theme music going to be for that week? I mean, there are so many things that we could talk you about. You already know the theme music. It's your theme music. <laughs> it's your theme music. Darth Vader. Okay. Okay. Leave the dark side, young Padawan. Okay. Okay. See the light. Okay. Okay. We'll take it. We'll take it. But as we talked about NIL and how it has really changed the landscape of college football, expansion has really started to change or it's going to change going forward how we look at college football. You covering it for 20 plus years, me growing up watching it from the 90s and seeing where we are now. We're talking, we literally this summer had USC and UCLA say, we're tired of you over here in the Pac-12. We're going to the Big Ten. Makes no sense at all. I saw it. I'm like, huh? What? Mm. Then we heard Miami to the Ace to the SEC, the Big Ten. I've heard Florida State to both. I've heard Clemson to the SEC. I've heard Georgia Tech to the SEC, which that was, if I remember correctly, they were in the SEC eons ago. It's there's so many possibilities, and basically the Big 12 doesn't even exist anymore because OU and Texas decided, hey, we can't deal with this Big 12 over here. We got to go to the SEC where we're no longer going to be dominant, but the money is going to be great. So expansion has real is really going to change not only the ge- geographical landscape, but also the on-field landscape of how every conference is played, how we determine the playoffs. Are we getting a four, eight? Are we going to get an eight, maybe a 12 or 16 team playoff? That'll be interesting. What are your thoughts on this? You know, you you thought the NIL was opening up uh, 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 a can of worms. This expansion thing is just, is just crazy. Mm-hmm. It, it's just it's just kind of out of control. If it, I, I'm getting to the point where, I mean, why is there even an NCAA? <laughs> I mean, let's let's just let's just pay them all. Let's just make them um, minor leagues and just go and play. You know, I got hurt when Maryland 
decided to go to the Big Ten and leave ACC. Uh, I grew up hating Duke and North Carolina and North Carolina State. And, yeah, those are the only teams I really hated. I didn't care about waking all of them. But uh, And now they're in with Ohio State and Michigan's and I mean, tradition is gone. You could just forget about tradition now. This is all about money. This is all about which conference can I get to that can help pay pay me. <laughs> Basically, it's, it's all about money. And it's going to come down to it. I mean, it's going to come down where it's going to be maybe two conferences, two major conferences, and they're going to grab all the money. And I don't think, I don't like it. I don't like it because I am a traditionalist, but that's the way we're going. And once you open it up, you can't turn back. You cannot turn back. Our group of five schools, uh, they're they're going to get left to the wayside. I could see maybe even a Premier League t- style situation, the soccer mm. style. I could see that even becoming a thing. You could see 2014 leagues where it's just it's north versus south. Imagine in America. Never mind. I'm gonna leave that alone. I'm gonna leave that alone. That's a whole different story. Um, but yeah, I could see the, the I could see the Big Ten versus the SEC teams that have no business being there, but they're there. I mean, we've already seen teams like West Virginia go to the Big Twelve, and that made no sense. So if you, I, I mean, it's outrageous. Uh, like you, I'm a traditionalist. I mean, you just it's weird seeing. Heck, it was weird seeing teams like Missouri and Texas A&M go from the Big 12 to the SEC, and it just destroys rivalries. So if you can bring these teams back in, I I definitely want to see that. SEC, please bring me Texas and Texas A&M. I need that back, please. Please, just saying. If you guys ever break up Miami, Florida State, it better be to the SEC so I can get my two wins against Florida and Florida State. Just saying. Just saying. But it, it is definitely destroying a lot of rivalries. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's not it's not going to change, man. The, the money keeps getting up, going up. Um, you, you saw, and you could have seen this coming once they allowed the colleges to get their own TV deals, or the conferences to get their TV deals, do their mm-hmm. own TV TV programs, SEC Network, and all of this garbage. I mean, it's it's not going back. You might as well buckle in because the next three, four years, <clears throat> you you better get in where you fit in. Don't get left behind. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Um, just speaking of TV deals, the Big Ten just signed a blockbuster deal about a week and a half ago of eight million, eight billion dollars. Uh, where they have is it? It's NBC, CBS, uh, FS1, and I'm I think it was Peacock. Where you're getting all they're going to be able to have to broadcast their games over the next seven years. So when we're talking eight billion dollars, get in where you fit in. And Notre Dame, I'm just saying I don't like the little leprechauns, but you might want to find a conference. Or there's no playoff for you. Just saying. Well, we'll welcome you down here to the ACC. You can stay here. You're already halfway in. So come on. Come on. 
but Notre Dame's a different animal. <clears throat> I mean, they still are th- that premier team that can make it. I mean, they have their own network. You talk about Peacock, they 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 they're the ones who started this garbage with their deal with NBC. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, you know, I don't know if they need to get in right now. I think they I think teams want them in. But you're right. They they better be on the radar because <clears throat> if you get left out of this and, and these big money deals are going down, I mean you're you're potentially leaving a whole lot of flow on the table. So speaking of Notre Dame and getting in where they fit in, we have a uh before we kind of get into some picks, predictions, and awards, preseason awards, we have the AP uh top 25 season poll that was released did you see anything that really made you say hmm this team doesn't deserve to be here this team is a little overrated any any thoughts on it or you know everybody seem all right uh, thank you for asking me that question my brother uh, mm-hmm. I, I really appreciate this what i want to know is how in the Dickens, how in the world is a freaking Miami even Whoa, in the top 25? See, here, we're done. We're done. It's over. I said I wasn't going to do that. I said I wasn't going to go to bite you or, or bait you anyway. No, I mean, the top of the... The top of the standings is what you expect. I mean, it's, it's nothing that's surprising there. All right, Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson. I mean, the usual suspects. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame at five? Uh, I'm not a uh, new coach coming in. Uh, I think they're a little too high. I actually think Miami's a little low. You know, and then you have your um, at 16. And you're, you're in Utah at seven. Not sure they're that high. Uh, I, I think they're a little too high. So that those were my really that one. That one might yeah. surprise you a little bit down the seat, down the down towards the down end the of the line. Season. I mean, Utah is usually a good program and, and always they're, they're usually steady. I just think this year that's a little too high right now. Uh, I think it's still. I mean, they were turning four last year for heaven's sake. I mean, so. Um. Those were my surprise. Those were stood out for me. Was um, was Notre Dame at five, Utah at seven, and like I said, I thought uh, Miami was a little low at sixteen. Even though I understand seven and five last year, you're not going to um, be talking about national championships. Definitely not. Actually, um, for me, Miami shouldn't come in ranked at all. I'm going to be honest about that one. And that, that's my one honest moment. So I hope you got it on, on tape. Hope you got it on wax. You hope you save it because it's never coming again. But Miami is def. I don't view Miami as a, a top 20 program right now. It sounds great. This is what happens every time Miami gets a new coach. It happened with Al Golden. It happened with Mark Rick. It happened with Manny Diaz. There's this hype because everybody's gonna, everybody's still chasing that ghost of Howard Schnellenberger. Believe it or not, yeah, I went way back. Everybody chases that ghost of changing the program and saying we're going to be gangbusters right out the gate. 
I think Miami needs Miami's going to be maybe an eight and four type of team, maybe nine and four. Nothing much. There's no double digit win seasons here. There's a little preview into that, um, into what we'll be talking about when it comes to conference champions. But um, Miami's a little bit is, is vastly overrated. Notre Dame vastly overrated. New head coach, quarterback isn't is a is an issue. Um, they just had some injuries on the offensive line, so and their season ending. So that's a problem. Clemson at number four. DJ Uyunglele at quarterback is a problem, but their defense is stellar. Again, uh, you've lost both coordinators to head coaching positions, so you're hiring in-house. They didn't look good in the spring. You have a freshman quarterback in Cade Clubnet that may come may come in and do the Trevor Lawrence thing like he did to like he did to uh, Kelly Bryant. They're a little too high at number four. I would put them in the teens and let them work their way up. Uh, Utah is a little low. I'd probably move Utah to where maybe Clemson or Notre Dame is. So move them up a few spots. Texas A&M is vastly overrated. I think they have a very good. They'll have a very good defense. I'm not high on their offense at all, especially with a freshman quarterback more than likely playing. Um, and NC State and Ole Miss. I have a I have a very soft spot for Lane Kiffin, so I think he's gonna have a he's gonna have a, a, a very good offense going forward. Jeff Levy's gone, but I I think Jackson Dart's gonna be really good for them. Um, so yeah, I, I I think there's a little jumbling that can be done here, but that's why they're preseason rankings, and we'll see what what happens and how things shake out. Yes, we will. So speaking of how things shake out. We have preseason. Well, we have our conference predictions. Our conference pre- predictions. We'll be going over our. We'll start in. The, we'll start at the very bottom. They're the Big Twelve. Uh, they won't be around much longer. So I guess we can celebrate them while they're around. So how do you see the Big Twelve shaking out? Well, there's a lot of hype on 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 Texas, and but un, until they're beaten, I'm not ready to give it up. Uh, give me Oklahoma in the Big 12. Um, it's just, I, I just, until you do it, I've always been one of those people. To to, to be the champs, you got to beat the champs, right? So, of course. Of course. Uh, Texas, and, and you have your opportunity every year. <laughs> so, yeah, you do. Good. And they've blown it a few times every yeah, year. Every year. <laughs> every so, year. So, I'm, I'm not. I think if they don't do it this year, they won't do it in that conference ever. Definitely. I, <laughs> go ahead. I think I think um I think we might have to we have a mutual friend from orangebloods.com, one on war uh, Richardson. Might have to have him on to talk a little Texas, a little Quinn Ewers, because speaking of Quinn Ewers, uh he was struggling to get that job, and I think there was some just make him happy for now and let him lose the job. You never know. You can't leave as the number one quarterback in the country, go to Ohio State, transfer out, come to Texas and struggle to win the job. Ooh, ouch. But for me, it's definitely it's definitely uh, Oklahoma. I struggled a little because I think um, one Mike Gundy, you know, he said he, he feels that ain't true, that Oklahoma was going to win it. And he's he's a man. He he might be in his he might be in his fifties at this point, but um, yeah, he, he still thinks he's in his forties. <laughs> exactly, so, exactly. Know. But he definitely would feel like that ain't true. And mm-hmm. if you guys know from anything we've done in the past, me and Rick, that was my thing for him. So I have to 
torture him a little bit with that. That ain't true, but this is true. Oklahoma wins that conference uh, with a quarterback that we kind of know a little bit about, Dylan Gabriel from UCF. He's going to be pretty explosive in that offense. Yeah, definitely. Totally uh, agree. All right. All right. So so you had me start off. Why don't you give me the Pac-12? The Pac-12. Everybody loves this move of Lincoln Riley, the former Oklahoma coach who terrorized mm-hmm. Texas every year with guys like mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray. I mean, those guys were really good. I mean, he terrorized those guys with Spencer Rattler and Spencer Rattler wasn't all that great. But hey, he's now at USC. He has a boatload of talent. He has one Mario Williams. Uh, who I got to see as a freshman at Plant City High School, and he's really good. Uh, Addison from from uh, Pitt, he's transferred over. Caleb Williams followed him as well. He he has Malachi Nelson, the number one of the number three or four quarterback in the country. He's a five star. Went thirteen to fourteen. I'm sorry, fourteen to fifteen for like three fifty and five touchdowns on Friday night. I mean, this guy is going to bring in offensive talent at USC, but I think it's going to be a he's a year away. Um, you know, we talked. You talked about Utah being a little too high in that uh, in that preseason ranking. I see them winning this conference. They gave Ohio State everything they wanted until C.J. Stroud went into God mode and decided he was he channeled his inner Tom Brady. Yeah, he there's that's the only guy that gets that that yeah you know you know you know if you know you know. Um, but yeah, C.J. Stroud did that to them, and but those guys are really good. Cameron Rising's coming back. One Jalen Glover, um, myself and Rick, we we're from down here and. Well, he isn't, but I am. I'm from here down here in good old Polk County, Florida. Uh, Late Gibson High School. Uh, Jalen Glover went out there to Utah. I think he's going to get some time, too. I really mm-hmm. might get some time. So looking forward to see those, seeing those guys win that conference. Polk County stand up, but it won't be standing up because, I'm sorry, <laughs> Mr. Lincoln has arrived. Ooh. And, yes, you named it. You named everyone. And Caleb? Caleb Williams, my homeboy from Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. Did you see? Did you did you see what he did to the guy who was supposed to be a Heisman Trophy candidate? Yeah, give me I that did. job. Yeah, <laughs> let me have it. It's mine. Yeah, it's mine. You know. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 even though you could be right, you could be right about Utah. You know, but I'm sorry, I'm jumping on the bandwagon. Let's go, Lincoln and USC. <laughs> Let's. I like what you what you have. I like the I like the hype around you. Let me see if you can handle the hype. Oregon really intrigued me, but we have their coach now, so I don't think they're they're about a couple years away. We'll find out about Oregon real quick, week mm-hmm. one when they see Georgia. We'll see real quick how good the former DC from Georgia is. Um, so the ACC, the, the for, your former conference, where you you had a lot of hate in that conference. How do you see how do you see this thing? And you have a lot of hate for my team. How do you see this team this thing shaking out? I don't have hate for your team there. I mean, you know, they always say that they say uh, imitation is the best form of flattery. Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? So mm-hmm. Flattery is the best one for imitation. Imitation is best. Yeah. So you know the the hurricanes getting the orange and green after fam you. You know I, I understand that. So it's it's no hate against them. You know as much as I wanted to pick Miami, I, I really did, and I came close to picking them because I think I, I I like the new coach, or really 
can he come back and um, help his alma mater? <laughs> but it's Clemson's. It's Clemson's to, to lose. It's Clemson's conference to lose. And but don't sleep on Miami because I think they're building. I think they're close. I think I think you guys are close, and it would not surprise me if you won the won the conference. I took Clemson in this one by a hair. I just don't think Miami can. If Miami gets to see this team uh, about midway through the season, that'll tell us a lot. But it's very hard to beat a team twice, and then and then that game is is a kind of a home game for Clemson because it's in North Carolina. It's kind of a home game for them, uh, but nonetheless. I think Miami is a year away. Uh, they have the quarterback in place in Tyler Van Dyke, I th- but the injuries are starting to pile up. Don Chaney's hurt. Uh, Trevante Citizen, the star freshman running back, he's hurt. He has significant injuries. Zion Nelson uh, and some others, they all have significant injuries on the offensive side at key positions. And if those guys don't come back, it's going to – or if they're struggling and having to replace guys, I think it's going to be a bad, bad way for those for those uh, those hurricanes of mine. But I have Clemson. I think you'll overcome DJ Yui Ungalele. He won't be starting. Uh, myself uh, and another another one of my co-hosts from a, a former podcast have our over under. We've set the over under at five games, and then Kade Klubnik will come in and assume the the starting quarterback job at Clemson. Will uh, Will Shipley will be the starting running back. Brian Brzee. Miles Murphy, those are the guys. So on the defensive side, they're loaded on defense. That's where they're going to make their money uh, on that on the defensive side. Doesn't matter that they lose they lose um, coordinators. They get to start the season with NC State, and that's a tough team. But uh, we'll see how that goes. If that that game could determine their side of the of the the conference. Um, I thought about Florida State. No, I didn't. That's a lie. Um, sorry, I just had to kill those kill their dreams really quick. But yeah, I have Clemson all the way in the ACC. All right. So here, let's go. <clears throat> All right. Any, meeny miny, mo. I think we both know the SEC, so we're not going to even go there. Let, let's just skip the SEC because if I'm wrong, say I'm wrong. Alabama? Alabama. <laughs> Revenge oh, okay. tour. Revenge tour. Revenge tour. Okay. 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 All right. Sorry, sorry, national champs. <laughs> I know I'm kind of going against what I believe in. But national champs won't even make the make their make their conference championship game. Who's going to come out of the East? Ooh, don't think that I, I think they might get upset at least once. Um, Tennessee, I'm big on Tennessee. I was big on them last year and I think they might have a little, they, they might have a shot at at upsetting this Georgia team. The quarterback isn't as good. At, uh, quarterback just isn't good at Georgia. Stetson Bennett is just he's he's he takes game manager to a whole nother level, but it's still Alabama. It's Alabama all day. A, agreed. I, I, Alabama. I, I didn't even think about Georgia. <laughs> I, I really didn't. And that's a daggone shame. Uh, I, yeah, Alabama. So, which leaves us to the big 10 mm-hmm. or 12 or 14 or six. <laughs> The, the 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 big conference that used to only I don't even know how many teams are in the conference anymore. They have so many that I don't team. So yeah. well, you know, other than Ohio State, can can anyone can can Penn State maybe sneak up on them? Can no. 
No, Sean Clifford's <laughs> plan is like 18 years into. In, I feel like he's been like his 10th year of college football. He's been here longer than I feel like. I remember when Tebow was there, it felt like he was there. He was only there for four years. But I remember it, you know, certain guys feel like they're there for like 10 years. I'm like, God, how long has this guy been? Sean Clifford's that guy. No. Um, I, I had someone once, a former a former Kathleen Red Devil, and I know we're going a little, little real far back, but a certain Kathleen Red Devil head coach once said to me, you have a Vince McMahon chance to um, – to win that conference. And that's how much of a chance, if you know, if you follow WWE, I'll let you <laughs> figure that one out. That's how much of a chance they have uh, of winning that conference. This is Ohio state's conference all day, every day. And this is really a revenge tour. And I think they're going to make a clean sweep with awards and this conference. Let's go Terps. Terps go, go smack Ohio. Talia, state. Talia, talk about I actually think that team actually has some firepower, but I don't think they're beating Ohio State. <laughs> they might make some waves, though. They might scare somebody, though. Let's go, Terps. Okay. Okay. Fear, fear the turtle. Fear the turtle. Okay. Okay. Hell okay. in the shell. Wow. Wow. We got some. You might want to hashtag those. You might want to get those quick because somebody might snatch them up. Um, uh, they're, they're already T-shirts. Don't worry about it. Okay. Okay. So we, ha- <laughs> so we pretty much agree outside of the – Outside of the Pac-12, we agree on pretty much everybody else. Uh, yeah. Awards, <clears throat> awards. Um, mm-hmm. We'll start at the, we'll start at the bottom, and we'll leave the, the the best award for the end. So, Coach of the Year, Coach of the Year, and this is kind of subjective, uh, but usually, I mean, realistically, Kirby Smart and Nick Saban, maybe Dabo Sweeney could win this award every single year if they really wanted to give it to him. But outside, if you could take anybody else in the country, not name those three guys, who would you take? Mario Cristobal. Whoa, I was not expecting that one. Mario I mean, Cristobal. The job he did at Oregon, and I, I think he's coming back to his alma mater to, to to prove a point that it wasn't that that he is a good coach, and this program is and can be again a great program. I, I think he's the guy to do it. I love his attitude. I love his demeanor. I think he can recruit well. Uh, I think people get excited. And, and you're right. People do get excited when when the new coach comes down, wherever they are. There's something different about this guy, and I think he's going to prove it. That's my coach of the year. Coach of the – I appreciate this. I, I really – don't get me too hyped because, you know, I get hyped when, my, when, when we talk about Miami being really good again because I haven't – to show my age, I was in sixth grade, sixth grade, the last time Miami won a national championship. And we yeah. didn't actually win it that year because – well, they say we didn't win it because – You didn't win it because I was on the rooftop <laughs> seeing that bogus bag on <laughs> pass to the first flag come out. They say we didn't win it. I I say different. I say Miami has six national championships. I'm never coming off of that. That was my first – that was my introduction to heartbreak when it comes to sports. You know, everybody has that one girl. Every guy has that one girlfriend that literally breaks her breaks his heart. No, that's me. I, I don't know. Darn, that's just me. Okay, cool, cool. Well, that was <laughs> that's the one. That was the one. The other one you'll have to come back for the NFL version of this. If we come up with the NFL version of this, you will find that out later. But yeah, that was the one. Um, for me, Coach of the Year, Lane Kiffin. 
I think he's going to do a really good job on this one. It was very hard because I really wanted to go Ryan Day, but it's really hard to go Ryan Day if I'm going if I can't give you Nick Saban, Kirby Smart or Dabo, it'd be a little bit like cheating to give me give you Ryan Day with all the 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 offense that they have and what they have coming back. Um, but Lane Kiffin, I think he's going to be able to. I think he might move some heads. I, might, I think he's going to shake up some things in that. SEC West, Jackson Dart coming from USC. Uh, he has the offensive weapons. He lost his offensive coordinator, but uh, I think that team is going to be – it's going to be pretty scary. Nine to ten wins. They won 10, 10 games last year. I think they can do the same this year. Hmm. Great. Good old lane train. Um, <laughs> freshman of the year. Freshman of the year. I called this one last year, I, and it's coming from the Big Ten. Uh, last year I said Travion Henderson. I saw – Three plays from his senior season tape. He's from Virginia. He was last year. He's at Ohio State now. He started out slow. I just, everything I saw about his tape, I was like, oh my God, this guy's going to be good. So we're going to stay in the Big Ten. Nick Singleton, Penn State. Um, They don't have a a bell cow back. And when you watch his tape, he can run with power. He can run with speed. And he's a playmaker. He's he's probably the best running back prospect we've seen at Penn State since one Saquon Barkley. Yeah, they. Um, <clears throat> I don't think they've had a thousand yard back since 2018. Saquon Barkley, and and, and and this guy can 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 really run the ball uh, if he stays healthy. You know, I I thought about him, I, I did, but I decided to go out west and go with uh, Utah freshman linebacker Landon Barton. Okay. I mean his his, his lineage. His lineage alone, his brothers, Cody and Jackson, both played at Utah and in the NFL. 6'4", 220, more than 100 tackles his last three seasons in high school. I think he can come right in, win a job, and um, stay there for four years (laughs) and be the man this year. So that's who I'm looking forward to. Okay. out there in, in old Utah, the Utes. Help help those guys win that Pac-12 championship, definitely. Um, defensive player of the year, this one's easy for me. Um, he should have won it. He, he should have – if we had if we said who's the number one pick in, the, in last year's draft, if he could have came out, it would have been Will Anderson. He had over 30-plus yep. 30, 30 tackles for loss. It's silly. It's not even – it makes no sense because even guys like Chase Young couldn't do that in college. Will Anderson is, was easily the best player on the field – Every time he stepped out there, uh, he could have easily been a Heisman candidate last year. Will Anderson, of Alabama, and and, and 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 probably should be one this year. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> I mean he is he is a man, and he is a baller, and I totally agree. I, I, hands down, um, he wins both both of those um, those awards. What is it? The the um, dang it, Rick. The bed The bed narrative. Get me to pronounce them wrong. <laughs> yep. Um, but and it would probably honestly, I think he could get a he could get a couple of Heisman votes to be honest, even with the amount of quarterbacks we got. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Agree. Offensive player of the year. This one's easy for me too, and it's not who you think I'm going to say because um, short quarterback isn't going to get it this time. Um, yeah, short quarterback not getting it this time. Mm. I what I saw in the bowl game against those Utah Utes that I love for the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. 
was nothing short of amazing to me. Uh, CJ Stroud is the best quarterback in the country. He's going to be the number one quarterback coming out of, out of in the draft. He'll be the number one overall pick. Uh, and he is going to be, he might, he might, I'm just going to, I'll cover my bases with two of these just for time's sake. He'll win the Heisman too. He's going to make a nice clean sweep of this. Uh, six, three, two, two twenty, great ball, good feet. Uh, he is, he's got weapons galore. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Julian Fleming, Travion, Travion Henderson, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. I mean, he has weapons beyond weapons, beyond weapons. Uh, he is going to put up monster numbers and he's going to win the Heisman Trophy and for all the same reasons. And their schedule is not that tough. I mean, you have Notre Dame early, Michigan late. That's a revenge tour. Uh, yeah, CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud, definitely for Offensive Player of the Year. <clears throat> I totally agree with you, all the reasons you said. Uh, the dude's a beast. <laughs> he, he's going to be nice. Uh, I mean, geez. Incredible. But in order to be the best, you got to beat the best. And I still think the Heisman Trophy winner, the defending Heisman Trophy winner, is returning. A- am I right? Yes, he is. A- a- and his name would be who? Bryce Mr. Young. Who? Bryce a- and what school does he go to? He goes to Bama. Oh, oh okay, okay. So, my Heisman uh, Trophy winner, back to back. Whoa, Bryce Young. Wow, we haven't seen that since. I, I don't want to. Never mind. I won't say that. Uh, <laughs> we haven't seen that since Ohio State dropped out. Had Archie Griffin do it twice, and. Um, so yeah, did you were you did you happen to ever see that? I mean, I'm just curious. I'm not even trying to call you old, but you know, you know, did you happen to see that back in the day? Huh. <laughs> all right. So, uh, we have. So have you yeah. Heard of, but all right, all right. Since, since since you want to go here real quick, were you born? No, I don't think you were born when they had the tearaway jerseys. When you you've never seen tearaway jerseys, have you? Not really. No. Uh, okay. Yeah. 89. But no, 89. no, I did not see Archie Griffin. Uh, and yeah, uh, Bryce Young to to pull one of those things, the, okay. the back-to-backers. Because, I mean, you said revenge tour, but as, as your coach said, you know, they had a down season last year. Yeah, he did. He said they had a down year. Well, I'd hate to see what a good year looks like. Jeez. I mean, let's be real. Last year. If John Mechie and uh, Jamison Williams don't get hurt, they probably are national champions. I'm just going to be honest with you. But, they but, ran but, out of but, bodies. But, you know, if if my aunt had nuts, she will be my uncle. <laughs> if if was a fifth, I'll be drunk. This is true. This is true. This is very true. <laughs> so, no. And if, and if refs had glasses, we would Miami would have probably never gone. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. All right. So last but not least, before we get out of here, national championship picks we have for our playoff. Who are your four playoff teams? Uh, the usual suspects. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. All right. I got three All of four. them right, I guess. <laughs> and and I'm sorry. I, although although I, I I really my fourth pick I'll go in reverse order. My fourth pick I'm shaky with this one, 
But I don't agree with you. I think Georgia will be in the mix again. So Georgia will be fourth. <clears throat> Clemson coming in at number three. Clemson, Clemson, Clemson. Now, which which order do you do the other two? Um, I'm going by um, Ohio State two, Bama one. Okay. Okay. So... I think Georgia gets upset at least once this season. Tennessee, do me right. Do right by me, you guys. Last time you did it, Josh Dobbs threw a Hail Mary. Do right by me, okay? Um, but that, that they'll get through that. Um, no, nah, I really do think Georgia will probably get to their SEC title game. They'll find a way. Uh, I don't see anybody else beating them, and Tennessee will find a way to screw up. So, um, one Alabama, Ohio State two, Georgia three, Utah four. Utah. I'm hanging in on I'm, – I'm really all in on this Utah thing. All right. Okay, I like it. And your 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 two finalists? My two finalists, Ohio State and Alabama. I do want to see that. It, it, it's about time we get a good one. Yeah, because uh, Justin Fields got – I mean, he just – his <laughs> the injuries and he had, he had something, but they had a, just a team a couple years ago. I think it'll be a little bit different this time. Um, the weapons, I think Ohio State fixes, figures it out. Uh, Jim Knowles on defense, I think that team will figure it out. But it does not matter because my national champion for your 2022-2023 season is one Nick Saban, the revenge tour. Somebody's got to figure out their revenge tour, but I think Alabama figures it out and finds a way to win it. Just It's, it's Nick Saban, and I don't bet against Nick Saban. Every time I've done it, I've lost. I refuse to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, my brother-in-law is from Tuscaloosa, and I get a text from him at least every week, something about Roll Tide, and it's very annoying. Mm, it's just I get nauseating too. to I get keep seeing that, you know, and, and all, but I think he's going to have something to cheer about this year. Um, whether injuries or down year or whatever, uh, I think Bama and Ohio State will be in the vying for the national championship. <sighs> and with no war ego there, I guess we'll have to roll tide. Wow. Yeah, I get those texts too. I won't say your name, Coach, but um, yeah, I get that every week. And, you know, he reminds me about 91, despite me being two years old or 92. I was like three, two and a, I was like two and a half. Like, come on, bro. I was, I didn't even know what football was yet, but okay, whatever. So yeah. Um, yeah. Bama's going to win this thing. Um, Saban really cements his, that goat status. Definitely. Um, and he doesn't seem like he wants to retire. I think he'll retire if you give him 10 rings. Guys, let him have 10 rings already so he can go away. Please? Go. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. So this has been the first episode of College Football Overdrive. You guys can catch us on Twitter at CFB Overdrive. Uh, You can catch myself on Twitter, Fred Purdue CFB. Rick, you said it was Rick Brown 91. You can search up. Uh, Free Agent Rick, we will be talk i'll be we'll be tweeting a lot throughout the week uh again we'll be back on wednesday and then on the following uh instance instant reaction sunday that's what we'll call it instant reaction sunday to kind of recap everything that happened the night before week zero 
Week zero. Week zero point one. Yeah, exactly. So we'll kind of talk about those things. And uh, we, you may get a surprise episode uh, from me, uh, like a little short, little five minutes, something, if it's something breaking comes around. Uh, but this has been episode one of the College Football Overdrive podcast. Make sure you go, go like and subscribe. And we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Peace.